We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, hello, loves. Welcome. Oh, it's President's Day. Can you feel the excitement in the air? I had to uh, call a government agency uh, this morning in a local municipality, and like an idiot, uh, we're closed because of the presidential holiday. Oh! Anyway, uh, I didn't realize that Joe Biden had a holiday set aside for him, but uh, hey, he was there when George Washington crossed the Delaware, so who am I to argue with such greatness? But anyway, uh, we have a lot of things we're going to get into today. Uh, boy, I got a lot done already today. I think it's time for a nappy poo. It's a nice thing about the weekend. Anybody take a nap on the weekends? Anybody? Anybody take a nap during the day? Anybody take a nap at the desk? Anybody taking a nap while you're on the air? Uh, it came close once. Uh, but anyway, maybe twice. Anyway, uh, welcome. It is uh, Bowerly Loves on News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, one of the things that we uh, talked about last week. I want to bring back this week, um, and I want to open up uh, your telephone calls and questions on immigration, and uh, we have immigration attorney Rosanna Berardi with us on uh, News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, once Tanner makes the appropriate uh, connection, and he has Tanner Saunders behind the glass at Master Control, I make him do all the work, I get all the glory, and uh, life works out pretty well. But uh, last time Rosanna was on, we had... Uh, uh, you know, a, a lively conversation, but I thought, hey, we have to get Rosanna back on and answer questions from listeners who have questions, comments, concerns about immigration because it's a very um, it's a very confusing area of the law. It's almost like nobody seems to know about what they are speaking, and it's very confusing even for people who do it for a living like Rosanna Berardi. And again, you've heard me say this before, and I'll say it again. Um, the law, the practice of law, is uh, it is as specialized as the practice of medicine. Uh, there are some attorneys who are criminal defense attorneys, some attorneys who are um, tr who are uh, estate planning attorneys, some attorneys who specialize in personal injury, and not uh, some who actually specialize in constitutional law. They get about one case every decade. But uh, anyway. Uh, the And then there's immigration specialists like Rosanna Berardi. So if you have questions about the system, what's wrong with it, uh, how the system actually works as far as legal immigration, at what's going on with these people who are clogging up uh, area hotels and getting into all kinds of mischief, according to uh, some reports, 
uh, this would be the great time to have them answered by somebody who knows of what she speaks because tis her area of specialty. Although I'm sure that based on her extensive and rigorous studying for the bar exam, she could answer questions about any facet of the law uh, that is available. But uh, Rosanna Berardi is with us. Our phone number on WBEN in the 716. And by the way, doing the area code first is going to be my, it's going to be the bane of my life for as long as I do this. 716-803-0930. 803-0930. Star 930 on the cell phone. And 1-800-616-WBEN. Rosanna, happy President's Day. My goodness, I, the, the celebratory feelings are in the air. There's jubilation everywhere. Balloons, <laughs> confetti cannons, everything. Hey, Tom. Thanks for having me. And happy President's Day right back at you. Oh, yes, as today we celebrate <laughs> Rutherford B. Hayes uh, and his illustrious career and Chester Allen Arthur, who probably was born in Canada, although he said he was a Vermonter, much like, okay, who's the other president? Here's a trivia question. Who is the one president we know absolutely came from Vermont? Here's a hint. He was mentioned within the last 20 minutes of the show. He succeeded Warren G. Harding, Calvin Coolidge. Calvin Coolidge, ah. Silent Cal, Plymouth Notch, Vermont. I've been there many a time. Uh, clearly showing that I really, truly have no life. Uh, first of all, <laughs> can, uh, this, this came up last week, and I, I know you've gone through it before, and it's one of those things that I – sometimes it loses me. Sometimes I think I understand it, and then sometimes I don't. But uh, this whole Title 42 situation – um, and a president's ability to alter, change, or reword it based on a presidential executive order. Can you explain, first of all, Title 42, and every time it comes up in conversation, exactly what it means? Yeah, so um, Title 42 really came out as a result of COVID, and it was a public health order administered under the Trump administration that said hey, executive branch, you can expel migrants quickly back to Mexico or their countries of origin. Um, this was done because, as you can remember, four years ago, the borders were shut down. Um, everybody was running around in masks, and there was a grave public health concern. So as a result, when President Trump was in office, he was given the ability um, to return people quickly um, under Title 42 and have them go back uh, to their country of origin. And, you know, just keep in mind during that time, and yes, it was COVID, so there's all special circumstances, but there was really, really, really low numbers of people coming into the United States, unlike today. But the basis of Title 42, protecting public health. Okay. Um <clears throat> Uh, so then what happened with that? Oh, God, that would take 10 years to, <laughs> to tell you. But basically, it was bounced back and forth um, between the administrations and the courts. And to my understanding, Title 42 right now is no longer in place. So what what exactly is the executive authority with respect to Title 42 or any subsequent uh, immigration policy? Well, you know, we've seen this time and time again. And, you know, there's a lot of executive orders that happen each and every day, unrelated, you know, not only related to immigration, but various 
areas of the law, they don't get publicized. I mean, they don't get publicized on the news or by the media, but they certainly happen. So, I mean, the president, we saw this, you know, through the Obama administration, Trump administration, Biden administration. It's my least favorite thing that the federal government does, and it's the executive level, is issue these executive orders, which basically says, hey, I'm the president. I could control this area right now that I think needs special help. And they just come out fast and furiously. I think Barack Obama had the highest rank, the highest number of executive orders um, during one administration. And the reason I don't like that is in a democracy, you know, keep thinking about Schoolhouse Rock when we were kids, there's three layers of government. And the executive branch, the guy at the top or the woman at the top, should not be making the law. That's what we have the legislative branch for being Congress. So not a fan of executive orders, but is there the ability to to issue them? Absolutely. And it can be done. It has been done. It will be done again, but it's not occurring right now with respect to the crisis at the border. So, um, and by the way, I would share with you that no matter who is in the White House, I'm not a big fan of executive orders for the reasons you stated, because we're supposed to be a republic, a constitutional republic with three separate and co-equal branches of government. The uh, Supreme Court decides on the constitutionality of the laws that are passed by Congress and then uh, signed by the president. Uh, Marbury versus Madison, I believe. Uh, the Supreme Court basically usurped that power to decide constitutionality, as I recall by civics lessons from way back when. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, uh, the, the, the system is not supposed to be a dictatorship. It is not supposed to be unilateral. So I, I don't know how much you know about this because of the specialization of the law, but are, are there certain um, provinces or certain uh, prerequisites, would be a better word, uh, under which the uh, power of the executive can be exerted? Well, it's been um, 27 years since the days of law school at UB, but um, ah. in general, <laughs> in general, um, I believe it's it's pretty sweeping and it doesn't have to go through a very formal, if you will, process before issued. So, I mean, the executive branch has a ton of power, which, I mean, in a pinch, that's what you'd want, right? I mean, if there's something really, really catastrophic happening in an urgent way, then it makes sense to have the executive branch be able to dole out or issue an executive order. But what's well, happened for, for is— example, For example, uh, for, I mean, uh, just a quick for example. We live in the nuclear age, and people might remember the Cuban Missile Crisis, where if the Soviets and Cubans had launched nuclear missiles from Cuba, it would have taken five minutes for them to reach anywhere uh, well, including Washington, D.C., and most of, uh, most of the country, about three-quarters of the country. Obviously, there isn't time to convene Congress and say— we're under attack. We need a gut declaration of war. So the president, as commander-in-chief, would have to have unilateral authority to make the decision for a counterattack. Correct. And, I mean, and that, was, that was always the example they gave us in high school. I didn't make it to law school, clearly. <laughs> well, and, and that, you know, you would want to use it in a very judicial way um, for very – important circumstances and extreme ones like nuclear war or or anything of that level but you know we've seen it over the last couple of decades be watered down and just utilized but you know we're not seeing it on this immigration crisis so it brings our eyes back to congress um you know i i don't have hope in any congress like i said this is year 27 
for me, and we haven't seen meaningful immigration reform um, in all of those years, and I don't think we're going to see it this year. Um, it's too it's too big of an issue to try and solve with one full swoop, in my opinion. Right. Um, there's a lot, a lot of competing issues, and I think if if Congress approached it with a you know a bite here, a bite there, and chipped away at the apple, we'd be in a much better position to actually getting to get something done. So basically, immigration reform is kind of like having your grandmother's house, and uh, you've got stuff there from 70 years of living. And mm-hmm. if you try to do everything in one day, it's never going to get done. You have to do it basically an hour or two hours at a time uh, for an analogy that people might be able to relate to in everyday life. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so funny because, you know, all we hear about on the news is is the border, the border, the border. So when I tell people I'm an immigration lawyer, they think that's what I do. But you know, my entire career has been dedicated dele- dedicated to legal immigration, which is a whole other section and a very important section of the immigration law in which we have rules and regulations that allow people to come in lawfully and live and work in the United States in specific ways. And that doesn't get a lot of media attention. Once in a blue moon, you'll hear a little bit here and there, but um, it's a whole other area of law. So that's why when every every administration comes guns a-blazing, you know, we're going to comprehensive immigration reform. Like, it's too complex to do that. It's like trying to change the tax code overnight. You just need a little bit of time, just like your grandmother's house. You don't go there and stay there for a month and try and clear it all out. No, you go a day today or an hour today, an hour tomorrow, and you chip away at it until it's done. Uh, we are talking with uh, immigration attorney Rosanna Berardi on News Radio 930 WBEN and inviting your telephone calls uh, because you've got questions about immigration and Rosanna can answer them a heck of a lot better than can I. 803-0930, that's in the 716. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, you know, we had a caller from Clarence, uh, Tony. Um, who, I mean, Tony and I don't see eye to eye on a lot of stuff, but um, he did make a point uh, that I can't really say it's one with which I disagree, and that is the Republicans had a chance to make some progress on immigration, uh, but it's almost like they kicked it down the road because they wanted, in my opinion and in the opinion of others, um, they wanted to be able to make immigration a political football uh, to use in 2024, even though the bill was laden with other, uh, shall we say, uh, giveaways and programs. Yeah, and that is certainly one way of looking at it. And everyone got excited when, you know, it passed through the Senate because, I mean, let's be real here, that doesn't happen every day. So people in my industry were excited about it. And, yeah, it, it addressed some issues, but it also had some things in there that were, you know, kind of tucked away. Um, but I think the Republicans got caught up in the principle of the law and said, hey, we have a law that works perfectly well, and we're just not enforcing it right now. So, no, we're not going to do this. And, you know, I think what's fallen away from politics, regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, is that, you know, the the definition of compromise means that, you know, one person's not going to get what they want 100 percent, right? And in years past, when we look at Congress under different administrations, Congress people were able to actually compromise and meet halfway in the middle on important issues. We don't have that ability anymore in the United States. So we get wonky results like this past um, 
Senate bill that was moving right along was like, no, we don't like it. We're not. They said, I mean, think about it. They said in advance, this is dead on arrival. We're not even going to look at it. Well, I mean, I, I beg to argue is, are you really doing your duty, um, you know, in the best interest of your constituents? No, you're closing the door before even opening it to see what's there. And that just seems to be, you know, plaguing um, our legislative branch and a lot of other branches of government and society. Boy, you post something on LinkedIn or Facebook that people don't like and whew, let the keyboard warriors out, right? I mean, it's just the world we live in. Uh, Rosanna, if you would uh, hold on, I would certainly appreciate that. Uh, Rosanna Berardi is with us. Uh, if you have questions about immigration the right way, and uh, what's going on with our borders, we certainly uh, invite your calls at 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN on this President's Day 2024. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. How very, very appropriate uh, for those who don't know. It's called The Immigrant Song by uh, Led Zeppelin. It is uh, 2.37 almost at News Radio 930 WBEN. It is Bowerly. Uh, immigration attorney Rosanna Berardi is with us. Uh, and if you have questions about this very complex area, uh, we invite your calls on this President's Day at 803-0930 in the 716. Uh, be sure to have a light jacket with you. Uh, star 930 on the cell phone and 1-800-616-WBEN. 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, let's go to Gary in Boston, New York. Gary, you are on with Rosanna Berardi. Hello. Hi, how are you? Uh, Great. Yeah, uh, I have a friend uh, about four years ago. They had a DWAI and it's all settled, and uh, they want to get back to Canada. So uh, how much would it cost, and uh, do you deal with the U.S. Uh, side or the Canadian side? Uh, what a great question. Uh, first of all, for those who don't know Rosanna, uh, for those with a DUI or any alcohol uh, or impaired-related driving offense, uh, they are persona non grata in Canada. 
Yeah, so great question. Um, just to be clear, I am only licensed to practice U.S. immigration law, but given our proximity to the border and my the scope of my practice, I can certainly tell you that Canada takes driving while impaired or intoxicated offenses very, very seriously. And if you are a United States citizen that has one, it may or may not impact your ability to enter Canada. And it is a comprehensive analysis that has to be done. Um, we don't personally provide that service any longer, but some lawyers in the area do. And you definitely want to maybe Google and reach out and see. It's always good to know before you get to the border whether you can come in or not. Um, it would, mm. you know, we've seen so many people that are on their way on a vacation to fly out of Toronto or to a concert and. They're told they can't come in, and it's just embarrassing, and it's stressful. So you can certainly have somebody look at that in advance, and uh, it's a great question. Yeah. Can I just have one political uh, comment? Uh, sure. Why not? It's President's Yeah, there. as far as uh, the bill that they want to pass uh, for the Ukraine funding or, or uh, the border, they should just separate them, something exclusively for border and something else exclusively for the Ukraine. Or no, no, there else. you go. Gary, there you go making sense again. I mean, come on. They, they couldn't <laughs> on, bifurcate Gary. those. they got to combine them like a big package. Uh, mm -hmm. But, Gary, thank you. I appreciate the uh, telephone call. Uh, conversely, Rosanna, are people with criminal records allowed to – this might be out of the scope of your practice, but I can't help but asking – are people with criminal records allowed at this point to enter the United States? Because there was a time in the 1960s when one of the famous uh, London gangsters by the name of Ronnie Cray tried to have a meet with the uh, – five families in uh, New York City, and he landed in the United States and was, was quickly sent back on his way to uh, London because of his criminal background? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And the answer is, if you have a criminal record that rises to one of the definitions under the immigration law, which can be, you know, something called a crime involving moral turpitude, if that doesn't tell you the law is old, I don't know what does, <laughs> um, or an aggravated felony or particularly serious offense. But yes, in essence, if you have a serious criminal record, something that rises beyond, I would say just to be general, a parking ticket or, you know, low level violations, it can impact your ability. And, you know, the friends to the north of us in Canada, they've seen that, um, you know, we have clients who have had, you know, one possession of marijuana conviction from the seventies and it's still an impediment for them entering the U.S., and we have to get what's called a non-immigrant waiver for them. And unfortunately, they don't issue them um, in perpetuity. So every five years, these individuals have to apply for one of these waivers. And it's, it's, I'm not downplaying the possession of marijuana, and I don't want to go down that road. But um, it is serious, and the government takes criminal offenses very seriously when admitting people to the United States. Well, in Mr. Cray's case, uh, grievous body harm, stabbing somebody with a bayonet probably uh, met the threshold. Yes, I would think. Yes. Uh, let's go. <laughs> excuse me. Let's go to uh, Janine in uh, Lindenville, I believe, on WBEN. Janine, you are on with uh, Rosanna Berardi. Go right ahead. Hi. Um, my question is, what would you suggest for someone who has, come over here illegally, but has since married, had a child, and wants to become a U.S. citizen, what should they do? 
So that's a great question. Um, And in general, if that person married someone who is a United States citizen, um, he or she would be eligible for a green card um, if they entered the United States with inspection. So, again, immigration, clear as mud. Um, But in general, if you're a U.S. citizen, you can sponsor somebody for a green card through marriage, even if that person has, you know, overstayed their work permit or overstayed their trip to Disney or what have you. The government will give that special look-the-other-way pass to U.S. citizens. Now, if you ran the border, came over in the trunk of a car, basically you know, came in without any type of government knowledge, that's going to knock you out of the box of getting sponsored by your U.S. citizen spouse, and you would be just out of luck, unfortunately. I hope that's helpful for you, Janine. So there's no process in which they could become legal? No, unfortunately not if they ran the border or were admitted what we call in my industry entry without inspection, um, also known as EWI, E-W-I, which means that you know, you, you snuck in, and if you think about it logically, the U.S. government is not going to say, hey, we're going to look the other way on that, and here's your green card that allows you to live and work in the U.S. for the rest of your life. Now, people that come in and overstay, that rule doesn't apply. They could be here for 10 years. As long as they came in the lawful way, whether it was a tourist or a worker or a student, and they marry a U.S. citizen, then they would be eligible. So very nuanced and very fact-specific, but in general – if you didn't come in and you were not inspected and admitted at least one time, you're going to have a heck of a time trying to iron out your status. He's not really sure about that. Um, he was brought over when he was 12 years old. Mm. And he's been here, well, he's 30 now. He's not yeah. sure what they did at that time. Yeah, I'm sure if he had the ability to ask a parent or an adult, they could maybe tell him. Um, so that's, that's a complicated one. Um, and maybe he would be eligible. I, I mean, has he attended public school? Like, somebody has to know how he came over initially. So I would think if he could discover that portion, he would maybe be able to figure this out. Okay. All right, Janine, thank thank you. you. Sounds like some uh, detective work uh, is in order. And I know that we've spoken about this before, Rosanna, but, uh, you know, if if people who are native-born Americans, I feel like gangs of New York here, but if people who are (laughs) native-born Americans who are upset uh, about the immigration situation are peeved, the people who came to the United States legally are really, really peeved. And uh, you brought this up uh, when last we spoke. Uh, Your ancestors... Excuse me. Came from Italy legally. Uh, my grandmother came legally from Germany in 1923. She had to forswear any allegiance to the king of uh, Bavaria or whatever it was, uh, and uh, also have a sponsor in the United States. Uh, my great grandparents came from Germany. Uh, the other ones came from uh, Montreal way back in the 1850s, and uh, I, they must have been legal. They let my great great grandfather serve four years in the Union Army. So I, if not nothing else he earned his keep right absolutely and you know i think that's where people get confused because they'll say you know i think the caller on thursday when i was on um said well you know my grandparents came over and there was no way that they came over and 
you know, I would I would argue all day long. I'm pretty certain his grandparents came over legally. I mean, we've had immigration laws, you know, since the sands of time. And if we're talking a generation or two back, typically most people came in. My in-laws, for example, live in Williamsville. They waited 10 years in Italy um, for their wait, their number to be called. They were in line because my mother-in-law's brother lived in Williamsville, and they waited 10 years for their number to be called and then immigrated to the United States. So you start talking to immigrants of, of a generation or two ago, you're going to hear a lot of those same stories. So there's so much misinformation out there. And I really try super hard to educate people on the fact that, hey, there's a way of doing this. It is complicated. It's expensive. It gives me a migraine every other day. But there is a way of doing it the right way. And we seem to have lost sight that we do have this whole system that lots and lots of people are ignoring. And we've just created utter chaos. For now, we're seeing it in local towns and municipalities and taxes and benefits and man it is a hot mess uh let's get back to the calls rosanna berardi is with us uh, immigration attorney mark in uh, tonawanda you are on hello hi guys how are you i just want to touch on three quick things number one um uh as i'm i'm not uh, i think we have enough people in our own country to worry about but as if i was representing any people from a different country i mean to get a court date from seven to eight years to hear a judge, that's just ridiculous. So that, that something like that's on us. Number two, is as far as uh, the uh, border bill that failed, uh, that was just a, a ploy, election. That's all it was. It still had the wording in there, somewhere 5000 a day after that. Then it's wishy-washy, very vague. If Mr. Biden says, well, I think it's an emergency. We all know, obviously. Do you think the Republicans really care about this issue? Do you really? I mean, Donald Trump was in office. Do you think the Republicans are any better than Democrats? But, okay, the point is, and I don't know all the ins and outs. I'm just saying for me and a lot of people I talk to, you can't have a bill and saying, well, once it hits 5000 what do you mean 5000 got It's already been $8 million everybody let in. It shouldn't even be 500, let alone 5,000. That's why. That's why the bill got shot down. Because I don't know the ins and outs, but if he can do executive orders, which I don't know why he doesn't, all he's worried about is Ukraine. That's all he's worried about. Ukraine getting their money, and and that's why that thing collapsed. Because I can see it just watching TV and doing a little research. That's why they said forget it. You know, you, he's trying to. You know, it just all it was is for a, a political points. He's pro-immigration. He let eight million people in here. As far as he's concerned, let another eight million in. But and, allow and allow me allow me to retort. Right, right. Allow me to retort. The Republicans right. have been big on immigration since Donald Trump came down that escalator. If it was really a big deal to them, don't you think they would have swallowed Ukraine and gone along with the the bill proposed by the Senate? Yeah, but here here's the problem with that, Tom. We we cannot we're, we can't be the piggy bank of the world anymore. We're thirty five trillion in debt. You want to throw another seventy, eighty, nine, ninety billion to Ukraine? I mean, it's got to end somewhere. You can't just keep throwing money at a problem which this country's great at doing. Oh, this is wrong. Here's a hundred billion. Right, we'll but the Republicans have, Republicans have done that too. I mean, they they certainly have not been exactly sticklers on foreign aid, at least since I've been alive. I mean, this this no, I, our I, country I, seems I, to thrive on giving away money. 
I mean, I understand it, and they, and it's like they never learn. Look at the Middle East, eight trillion dollars for weapons of mass destruction that weren't even there. You can't keep doing this. There's a you're point preaching where you to the choir say, on that one. You're preaching to the you're I'm preaching saying, to the choir. I mean, but I'm, I'm just saying, you, there's a point in time where you have to like over in Europe. I'd say it's your backyard. You guys step up for for a change. It's the same thing with what Trump was saying about NATO. Everybody wants to run to mommy and daddy USA. They don't want to pay their fair share. We can't afford it anymore. And my last point on David Bellavia's show, he mentioned that apparently in Boston, they're dropping migrants at people's houses now. You can be like a host family. So I think it's a slippery slope because apparently somebody got dropped off and the lady was plopping on her Facebook page. Oh, I got a permanent cook now. Now, is that not exploitation? What a circus this whole thing is. All right. Thank, thank you very much. Are you familiar with that story, uh, Rosanna, about people being uh, dropped off at uh, people's houses who wish to host? Uh, I presume they wish to host because it would be rather awkward if they didn't. <laughs> um, the first I heard of it was on Bellavia's program, and so I haven't heard it in my industry. Um, but, you know, the caller raises an interesting point, a lot of interesting points. But, you know, think about it from the migrant perspective. I mean, it's very easy to take the perspective of, you know, persona non grata, we don't want you here. Um, we hear that day in and day out on a lot of media channels. But, you know, at the end of the day, these are still people. There's people's lives. They're being moved as political pawns. And, you know, you can attack me and say, well, they deserve to because they broke the law and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of people just being bounced around. They don't even know where the heck they are. Um, they're happy to be in the United States, that's for certain. But, you know, there's there's got to be some law and order to this. And I don't think we would be talking about it if the numbers were much more controlled and if they didn't start busing people to municipalities. That's when it started getting – this became on the national radar and everybody's hair was on fire because they were like, not in my backyard. This is going to cost us an absolute fortune, and, and it is. So, you know, there's always a humanitarian side to the immigration component, whether you think the method of entry was right or wrong. Um, but, you know, we that tends to be forgotten, and, you know, it's just created a huge humanitarian economic financial disaster. Let's go to Phil in uh, Lovejoy with Rosanna Berardi, immigration attorney. Go ahead. Hey, Tom. Uh, so I wanted to explain myself, Roseanne. I did not dip out on our conversation on Thursday. Uh, I pulled up in front of my house on the phone with you guys, and I seen two old stray dogs in that nasty wind and weather, and my only concern was them, so I dropped the call. I understand. That's very kind of you, but we're, we're, short, we're short on time. Thank you for the explanation. What is your question? Great. So my, I just wanted to further what I was saying on Thursday. I wasn't, I wasn't saying that I'm for illegal immigration. I'm for legal immigration. But what I'm seeing here in this regard is that the, the method of transportation or the mode that these people are taking to get into this country is different than the – okay, so if you can walk here, that's the way you come. My grandparents from Italy or somebody's family from India, they have no choice but to come over on a plane, a boat, what have you. That's the mode of transportation. Now you find people that are 
flying into Canada from China with a work visa, and then the Border Patrol is now witnessing these people coming over our water border on blow-up rafts. The system is broken. That's what I've been maintaining since we spoke on Thursday. I, you know, I'm not an advocate for people illegally emigrating to this country, but there has to be a methodology to the – there has to be a process put in place. And, again, the system is broken, and no one can agree on anything because there's just too much infighting. Phil, thank you for the call. There is, yeah. is there not, Rosanna, a process and a legal procedure with which you have to deal every day? Oh, absolutely. There, there is a way. There's always been a way. I will argue probably until my grave, it is needlessly cumbersome, expensive, and difficult. Um, But I have a very large immigration practice here in western New York, and all we do all day long is help people who comply with the U.S. immigration law come to the United States to work, to live. We do it through marriage cases. We do it through employment. We represent multinational companies around the globe that follow the law. They call and say, hey, how much is it going to cost? How long is this going to take? And, you know, we are the ringleaders that help people jump through all the hoops. And it's a super rewarding job. And it's so fun to help people come over to do really good things. It's it's an amazing job. And I enjoy it every day. Um, but, you know, we don't tend to talk about that. It's a, it's a separate, separate issue. And, you know, the, the legal portion of it does exist and there's a heck of a lot of lawyers um you know that that make a living off of doing it lawfully uh rosanna berardi i want to thank you very much uh, for joining us uh, this hour of the program on this uh, president's day 2024 uh, always a pleasure and uh, we'll talk soon and uh, hopefully at some point you'll become a sponsor of this fine radio station Oh, that would be wonderful. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate you having me on, and happy President's Day. Yes, of course. A happy President's Day. I shall honor (laughs) the memory of Richard Nixon and William Howard Taft today. Uh, It is, uh, and Jimmy Carter, by the way. Uh, I shall honor Jimmy Carter. I didn't care for Jimmy Carter as President of the United States, but Jimmy Carter as ex-President of the United States, I dare say Jimmy Carter has been the finest ex-President of the United States in my lifetime and possibly in American history. He has given more of himself uh, free, pro bono, than any ex-president of whom I can ever think. So, Jimmy Carter, you're still alive. God bless you. And you, sir, are a real role model and an example of what it is like to take fame and the presidency and do something good beyond your own pocketbook. It is uh, 2.57 at News Radio 930 WBEN. I'm uh, going to get into something else here in the 3 o'clock hour. Why? Because... I hear more and more people talking about it again. And I said I would only bring it up if it was relevant. So I'm only going to bring it up because it is relevant. What is it I'm talking about? Is it Grover Cleveland's wedding cake? And by the way, if it's like fruitcake, probably couldn't tell the difference after all these years anyway. I heard Susan Rose's story, and I'm just not a fruitcake person. My mom is a fruitcake person. I'm not. 257 at News Radio 930 WBEN. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.